The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Dr. Gans Ferentz in studio this afternoon. Tons of information on his website at drgans.com. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of you text in and say, well, where can I learn how to do this? And, you know, this is something that, that Gans talked about. That's the website. And he does lots of workshops as yeah, well. Yeah, workshop speaking. And, yeah, I'm going to be having, a, like, a master class coming up, mm-hmm. actually, where people can send me their questions and they can get a, jump on a call with me on, online, right? And nice. then we can, you know, I can answer questions, spend, you know, 90 minutes or whatever I can. I think there's a book out there, too. Yeah, there, there's, there's <laughs> one coming. Yeah, that's right. It's working. It's, it's happening. So Very good. A um, couple questions mm-hmm. uh, from the text line that I want to get to, but I do want to finish with the, the kid kind of mm-hmm. talk here. Um, we were talking about getting the children ready for back to school, maybe the parents as well, uh, celebrating the wins because yes. there can be some tough days there. So we need to Always. make sure that uh, that they know when when something great goes great. Oh yeah. Let's let's uh, let's make sure that they know that. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's one of the things that can help after the fact, but it mm-hmm. can help before the fact, right? If you if you actually plan a celebration for the first day or the first week or the first month or the first semester or all of them, right, mm-hmm. um, with the kids, they are engaged and they know that there's something coming in. And how you determine uh, what to celebrate. I mean, I think winning, we sometimes have too big of an idea what winning is, right? If I show up to school, that's a win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I get through the day, that's a win. It doesn't have to go well. I just get to win. You, you hung in there, right? Or you tried or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you still have to encourage the kids to face their fears and d- deal with challenges and get through that. I'm not one of these believers and everybody gets, you know, a, a trophy because yeah. they showed up, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think when it comes to stuff like this, it is, it is important to say, okay, well, you know what? When you get through this day or this week after that, and it doesn't matter how you get yeah. through, we're just going to, you survive it, right? And we're going to have a little party at the end. We're going to, you know, we're going to watch a special movie or we're going to read a special book or we're going to whatever, go for a hike or whatever right. it is. It doesn't have to be expensive. I don't think our culture celebrates enough, and and celebration. I've always said this: celebration is a fuel for further success. When we have the celebration, it does lift, particularly with kids, lifts their spirits, lifts their energy, and so they have more energy now, more fuel to go on and do more bigger stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. So we can do this. We can do this with our kids, but. As I've always said, we set the tone. There you go. That was the next point, setting the tone. We set the tone as parents as an a- and as adults. So whatever we want our kids to get, we have to do first. So if we want to encourage our kids, build our kids' self-esteem, we need to encourage ourselves, build our own self-esteem. Um, <laughs> there's a saying that, you know, if, if, if I had a friend that spoke to me like I speak to myself in my head, mm-hmm. I would never hang out with that friend. Truth. Right? So... That's a sad commentary on most of mm-hmm. what's, you know, our conversation that goes on in our head sometimes, right? So we want to start saying those positive things to ourselves. We want to believe that we're good parents. We want to believe that, you know, we're doing the best we can and, you know, best we can may not always look the same from day to day, but celebrate our wins too, because then we have more fuel to be able to be present for our children. And here's the kicker. 
the kids soak up the energy that the parents have. So if the parents are excited about going to school, mm-hmm. kids going back to school and they have paced themselves and they're calm, then the kids are going to feel more excited. They're going to feel more calm. If the parents are fearful, if they're worried, if they're tense, if they're overwhelmed, then the kids are going to do that. And, and, you know, kids don't always have the language to express this. So what they do is they just take it in, mm-hmm. they multiply it, then give it back to you with interest, right? So <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, those are fun days, huh? Yeah. Are you seeing, are you seeing more young people in your office dealing with things like anxiety? Um, and, and is that where we are yeah. in this world or are we becoming more accepting of therapy? Is it, is it a little bit of both? Okay, so so the, the question is, are, are I seeing more people because people are well, more children, stressed? Children, young or, people are. Like, okay. I'm curious about young people. Um, yeah. and, and the reason I ask is because I have a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and, and their child is is going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend says it's, it's interesting to see around that a, there's a lot of kids mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. thought that was surprising. I think she thought she, it was only her kid. Right. Well, we, we always think it's only us, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah, okay, so both things are true. Uh, I think, f- thankfully, we're, we're understanding that therapy, you know, w- with the right people is a good thing. When you can have somebody that is well-trained and is certified to be able to help you or your child to get through something, that's a positive thing. So more people are recognizing that, and they're, so it's it's become more, more acceptable mm-hmm. for people to show up or have this for their kids or whatever. And you know, we, we you know, there's even people that are hiring coaches for their kids for video games now, mm-hmm. right? So if, <laughs> if you find if you hire a coach for a video game, then it makes sense to take them to a psychologist yeah. or somebody that can help them with life, right? I mean, that, that just makes more sense. So that is true. And on the other side, I do think that life is way more stressful. Yeah. nowadays for young people unfortunately than it has that it was ever mm-hmm. in in human history part of the reason is well the kids kids are just more sophisticated they have they've been better educated even before they show up at school because they've been exposed to all sorts of different more stimulating ex- environments than we were when we were young and that's not a bad thing but they're also getting more information and it's not sometimes the volume the volume of the information can be overwhelming and stressful and the content of the mm-hmm. information can be overwhelming and stressful. And with, you know, with smartphones and tablets and stuff, we, we don't have the same kind of control that, that we used to in terms of what our kids see. Earlier in human history, we had to go searching for information. We, if we wanted something, we had to go looking for it. We had to look it up. We could go to the library, pull mm-hmm. out a book, whatever. Um, or the news came on once a day or twice a day, yeah. right? Now, the, the challenge is to filter all the stuff that's coming at us. We are just learning it because social media and smartphones and all this stuff is very new. It's very new in human history. And we haven't quite figured out how to deal with all of this information now. Kids have less of a filter than adults. And so they're just, everything is coming at them. And so I think that's one of the reasons that that the stress level is much higher with these kids. I think another reason is the expectations that they have as well as their parents may have and society may have in terms of their performance and how they act again partially fueled by social media that puts a whole another layer of of stress on people so it can be quite quite stressful for the little ones i'm thinking that anxiety treating you know young people and, Mm -hmm. and teenagers with anxiety it has to be a bit of a 
a challenge or certainly different than treating an adult maybe with anxiety. I my anxiety level for some reason over the past couple of weeks has has mm. g- has has ratcheted up, and I don't know why it's mm. there. And I know that I have troubles trying to figure out what works for me to bring mm-hmm. it back to bring it back down. I'm trying to do meditation and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. it's really really frustrating. As an adult, as a 45 year old woman, I found I find it frustrating because I I'm I'm searching for what works for me mm-hmm. for something that I'm not sure why is there. And I can't imagine being a teenager yeah. or a, a, a 10-year-old dealing with hmm. with with something like this. Well, preteens, but especially teens, because your yeah. hormones are all over the place, yeah. your brain is developing in other areas, shutting down in other areas, right? So there's a lot of chaos happening in their systems at that time, too. So yeah, it can be even more overwhelming. And this is goes back to what we were talking about earlier, why it's so important for parents to really listen to their kids, really listen to them and, and have those conversations with them. But, you know, in a lot, lots of ways, working with kids and teens is a little bit easier because they don't have the history of, no, that doesn't work. Oh, no, no, that doesn't work. Or no, no, this is this is what I do. And so they're not quite as set in their ways as us older folks. So, and, and they're, they're open to feeling better, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. they're more willing to do some of the stuff that um, us adults might not want to do, okay? But, you know, just, just for people who are listening, some basic things to help your kids deal with anxiety are so, sort of the same basic things that go into sort of a healthy life. Getting a regular bedtime, getting enough sleep, eating regularly at least every three to four hours, not eating one or two meals a day, getting enough water, getting exercise, limiting your screen time. Screen time is huge, especially for okay. kids. The, the uh, research says that the more screen time that kids have, it correlates very strongly with more aggression, um, a more uh, depression, anxiety, uh, more unhappiness. The, uh, the reverse is also true. Uh, well, it's not really the reverse, but the, the, the solution is time in nature. The, the more time kids get in nature, in the yard, mm. in the woods, looking mm-hmm. at water, all, all that stuff goes down and happy feeling, self-esteem, concentration, all that stuff goes way up. Yeah. Right? So. Hmm. Okay. We're going to take a break here. looks like we have a call for you. Someone has a okay. question for you. And then on the text line, if we have time to get to it, you talk about being a better listener mm-hmm. and offering a masterclass in that. Um, someone wants to know how to be a better listener awesome. on the text line. We'll do that when we come back. DrGans.com is the website. Dr. Gans Ferentz, the Ferentz Group, joining us in studio this afternoon. Uh, Jeff is on the phone, and I don't know if you had a question or a statement. Hi, Jeff. Hi, uh, it's just a comment. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I think what you were talking about speaks very powerfully uh, against the whole argument of lowering the voting age. Hmm. <laughs> About slowing the voting age. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's some, there can be some truth to that in terms of, you know, um, kids not being, like teens, their brains not being fully developed and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you know, kind of gelling when they mm-hmm. are more in their 20s or, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's an argument for that for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Okay. All right. Um, a couple of people texting in, Gans. Um, number one, how can I become a better listener? This is from a man. Awesome. And this one says, Jalen, every woman would like to know that secret on how to make men better listeners. But hey, let's be real. <laughs> I know a lot of women out there that are really crappy listeners as well. So how do you become a better listener, Gans? Well, 
First, first thing is the intention is really, really important. So the fact that this person is asking that is yes. awesome, right? And wanting to be a better listener is, is really important. Um, and then intending that I want to understand. And so, so here's the thing. People think that listening is understanding the words, right? But you know, and I say this in my workshops, right? The, the, the amount of information that's carried in words at most is 7%. Wow. 7%. Okay. So 93% is everything else. And when it comes to dealing with emotional stuff, it's even worse. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about tone of voice. We're talking about eye contact. We're talking about timing. We're talking about body language. We're talking about facial expression. All of those things are the message as well. That's actually more of the message. So, um, so it's, it's important to understand that that is really what we're, what we're doing. So we listen with our eyes. We listen with our ears. We listen with our bodies, our emotions. And we have to pay attention to that. And so if there's an intention to really understand how the other person feels mm -hmm. and not really about picking apart the logistics of the words they use to try to express it. Don't be judgy. <laughs> then we're, we're, you know, that's that's a big chunk of the of the deal right there. Um, one of the things I teach is, and I learned this from my professor when I was in, you know, graduate school, is, uh, you know, the drive through talking that we may have talked about a little bit earlier. Check in with the person. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to you know do the other opposite, which is basically drive by talking. It's like oh, okay, I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to be gone, right? And we don't know if anybody's actually heard it, right? So you want to check in. It's like I, I really want to understand what you're saying here. Do you mean this and this and this? Is this what you're saying, right? It's an extra step, but it saves us so much time and heartache in in the uh, in, in the short, in the mm -hmm. long run, right? So. Are you, is this what you're saying? No, no, that's not what I mean. Okay, try it again. I'm sorry. I really want to understand. Mm. And just taking that time and putting down the devices and making eye contact, taking that time to ask the question and to reflect back. So I'm not going to tell you I understand. I'm going to show you I understand by by summarizing and re uh, just sending it again so that I make sure I get it. Once you are heard, once you feel like you, you're understood, okay, now it's my turn. And you have to be willing to let that conversation go longer than what you possibly had, had planned. Because by doing that, yeah, guess what? You're asking, yeah, if you're asking more questions and you're delving in there a little bit <laughs> deeper, you know, it, it can go on for longer than, yes. than you think. And it may get into areas that you weren't planning on going to. Yep, yep. But, you know, there's a saying, you pay me now or pay me later. Right. True. <laughs> so it's, it's like, so do true. You want, do you want to invest now? Yeah. And have more time, you know, take more time, deal with some stuff that's, you know, probably been there for a while, or you want to bury that and add it to the pile under the under the carpet and deal with that when you know when something else happens later, right? Do you think it's ever too late to become a good listener, no. or is it just you need to have the willingness to want the, to become the willpower? One? And listen, it's, and it's not you know the willpower is there, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some good books, and you know, like you don't have to kind of figure this out or, or mm -hmm. you know create it on your own classes, like, you know, psychologists, um, books, there are lots of things that can help you get the sort of the nitty gritty of it. But the intention is really important. Like when you understand that listening is a skill that can be learned and it is actually a gift you give to yourself first, but also to anybody you care about. Um, when you do that, then that's, you're over a bunch of the hurdles already. You're a professional listener. I am. <laughs> Were you always good at it, or did you have to learn it? Was this something that came naturally? 
So to some extent it came naturally because of my somewhat dysfunctional upbringing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I had to listen really well to survive, right? And to like, so I was very tuned into what other people's emotions and what their moods were around me as I grew up. So that, you know, the, the, the positive of that is that I got to be good at it, right? <laughs> um, but on top of that, I did actually spend quite a bit of time and money learning how to listen better. And my wife is a great teacher. <laughs> so it's like, she's a great coach. And and being able to understand, oh, hang on now. I'm not actually listening. I, I mean, I might be hearing the words, but I'm, I'm probably assuming I understand what those words mean. And this is something that was reminded, I was reminded of by my psychologist that I talked to last week. It's like, why do you think that you understand what your wife or anybody else is saying just because you speak the same language. He said it would be easier if you spoke different languages because then you would assume you don't know and you'd spend the time to try to understand. But because we speak the same language, we assume, oh yeah, I know what those words mean and we're off to the races, right? But it's not a good assumption, especially when it comes to emotional things. I was going to say emotion, tone, there's so much there and I think that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) I I go back and, and we do as as a couple and I and Andrew and I do uh-huh. it as well as a working couple that uh, hungry angry oh yeah lonely tired yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the halts the uh-huh. thing is when you're when you're trying to have a conversation and it's escalated not to do it in, in those ways but oh yeah much better to call a timeout and come back to it after it was oh. well rested and well fed Ooh, timeouts oh yeah love them safe words that's 358 right. on the 630 Chet Afternoon News Dr. Gans Ferentz in studio you can check out more drgans.com the website tons of information there we'll talk to you next month thanks a lot for having me the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.